the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. The good, the bad, and the Boucherian. And folks, you're listening to the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. For me, what shocked me in my young mind in two or, two or three was seeing people coming to school barefooted. Mm-hmm. Yes, that now that really shocked me. I even I remember going to ask my parents why teachers were allowing students to to come to school barefooted. From your parents, they really laughed. They they were like, "This this boy is privileged." Mm. Yeah, because I had come from from private school in Kisumu, where everyone wore, wore shoes. So for me, I. I in my mind, I was thinking this is in discipline. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? It's your boy, Billy, back at it with another episode. Hope you guys are keeping well, keeping safe amidst the pandemic and things are going well on your side as they are on mine and today's guest is job titus musembi an advocate of the high court he was in his apacherian he went to the nairobi school between 2009 to 2012 so tell us his journey all the way from primary to entering patch and some of the things he learned as being the deputy school captain some of the insights he got that help him now in life so job tell us where does your journey begin i know at least you went, you moved from Kilifi to Kisumu, then back to Kilifi. So tell us, how and where does your journey begin? What was it all like moving from a Christian to a Muslim school? Did you experience any culture shocks? So, yeah. It was a Muslim school. Okay, predominantly Muslim. And also, given that I had come from a Christian school, the private school was actually sponsored by a church. It was purely Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go to a school where they embrace uh, Islam. Also, it was a public school where older students were part of the population. So, uh, for me, that, that was strange because back in Kisumu, in Pefa, I was studying with my classmates, with my age mates, sorry. All, everyone in my class was mm-hmm. my, my age mate. Then two, you find that uh, the population was high. In the public school, we have two streams. I think we were, as we were two streams, and each stream has almost more than 50 students. Yet in the private school I'd come from, we were less than 40, the entire class. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there's no, it, is, it was only one stream, no, no more than one stream per class. So, uh-huh. uh, so for me, that, 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 that there was some element of culture shock. The other thing was uh, the, the dressing people wearing ragged dressing mm-hmm. uh, and also 
I think uh, for me, what shocked me <laughs> in my, my young mind in two or, two or three was seeing people coming to school barefooted. Mm-hmm. Yes, that now that really shocked me. I even I remember going to ask my parents why teachers were allowing students to to come to school barefooted. From your parents, they really laughed. They they were like, "This this boy is privileged." Mm. Yeah, because I had come from from private school in Kisumu where everyone wore, wore shoes. So for me, I, in my mind, I was thinking this is indiscipline. Uh-huh. Really? Rather than, rather than poverty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking this is in discipline. <laughs> and it's it's uh-huh. it's almost half of my classmates. And then you 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 find uh those who wear shoes they they're wearing rubbers. Mhm. Yeah, those black rubbers. Uh, those are school. Here, here I am used to wearing leather shoes. Sharpshooters. Uh, I was in... Uh, okay, at that time, it was just normal, le- but leather shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, there was some element of culture shock for me. Then I had come from a school where you are being forced to speak English. Here, people are speaking Kikamba in school. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, people are speaking Kikamba. People are or Kiswahili because I've told you there's a big Kiswahili population. Mm-hmm. So Swahili or Kikamba. Uh, then the other thing was um, we would sing. Muslim songs, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, in, in our assembly. So we would sing Christian and then Muslim songs. And so this, this actually really worried my parents. That uh, mm-hmm. we, were, we were slowly being converted to Islam. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, so... To, I, was, I was there for one year. Okay, the whole of class four and that one term in class three. Then my, my parents were done with that school. They mm. took, me back, took me back to a private school now in Kitui. Church sponsored again. Mm. Yes. They they say that my our discipline, my brother and I... Uh, went down we we became extremely indisciplined uh, our lang- our language was foul <laughs> uh-huh. uh, then i was always the best academically yes always number one since since the day i came to that school but my marks are very low <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> class four you are in class four and you have three eighties, three eighties, three eighties, three eighties marks out of five hundred, and you are number one. Class four. Yes, that's class uh-huh. four, where people <laughs> blow it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yes. 
also when I was in Kisumu, I had never been below class, number three. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was always number one, one to three, always. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Kitui, I still remain at number one. I was always at number one, but <laughs> with very low marks. So my parents were like, uh, quit that school. It was a public school. Quit that school. Your your discipline is bad. Now they took me back. They took me to a private school. So I went to a school called sponsored by SEK. It was called Saint Martin's Academy. Uh, but that was an interesting school because I went there in class five. So you were the first class five. Mm-hmm. So I stayed there up to class eight. So you were the first class five. We were the pioneer class basically. So I, I retained number one in uh, in that school. Still not so well performing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I I still re- retained the first position from the first time I entered that school until I finished. Uh, emerged the first uh, number one in KCP, but with still very low marks, four hundred and seven. Ah, surely. Joe, what do you mean very low marks? <laughs> 407. Those are very low marks for 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 a, for a number one in a school. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, they are high marks. I I agree they are high marks, but... Uh, not for I, a number one. Yes, not for a number one. Mm-hmm. I was also the head boy. I was the head boy when I finished school there. So had your could... character become better? Yeah, it had. I I, I believe it. Of number one. Uh-huh. I think it had. Eh? Well, though growing up, uh, I really liked fighting. <laughs> Let me just tell the listeners that the job I know and these stories are so different. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my brother and I, uh-huh. we were bullies. Hey. Yeah, so when you are, we are alone, we, we we were not so bad. But when we team up, it was like a tag team. <laughs> hey. We are students. <laughs> not just students, but uh, in the estate. Really? Ah, we were bullies. Uh-huh. We, were the, we, are, we, we really were bullies. So, and you know, in our, in, in our mind... Mang was still better than Alliance. <laughs> At, uh, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know the history. If we knew the history, uh, I, would have, I would have chosen Alliance. Because hey, I, like, yeah. I, like, I like being in the best. <laughs> You're literally so the only person from another national school who's ever admitted that. I'm sure your classmates will come for you after this, but okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> if I knew the history... If I just knew that uh, Mangu was a Man City in the Premier League, just for a season, mm-hmm. and the real man, <laughs> and the real, uh, and Manu was just undergoing some some bad moments. Yes. Before yes. they go back, they they go back to winning the league again. Yes. I will. I will have chosen. I think I would have been. Maybe I would have been selected. Because Mang was a hot cake now, everyone was applying to Mang. Maybe I would have, mm. I would have, I would have gotten to Alliance. Either way, 
So one, I, I liked Nairobi school because it was in Nairobi. Two, I I like the history. You know the the rich history they tell you. This this was uh it was called Prince of Wales, established. Uh, it was the school for the Europeans in the in the colonial era. And you see all those buildings which were built in the colonial era. You see our chapel, our administration block, even the house I was sleeping in. The house I was sleeping in itself was built in the colonial era. Actually, almost all houses except two in Nairobi school. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the dining halls, they had white names and they were, they were just renamed, uh, given African names after independence and you see all this rich history for me it was fascinating mm-hmm. then uh the the rich tradition as well i i loved the that's that's in our first month in our first month you we were treated well no bullying nothing you we were treated like you know like uh we were still chicks. Mm. Yeah, so we get to these good traditions, going to the chapel on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, learning hymns, uh, the organ. You know, I it was the first time I was hearing an organ. An organ is a it's an amazing instrument. So for me, it was the first time I'm hearing an organ. I am seeing then Nairobi School had so many pianos. Mm-hmm. I am seeing so many pianos. There was a piano in the hall. There was a there were there was a piano in the chapel, and in the, in the chapel there was bo- both a piano and an organ. In the hall, mm-hmm. there's a piano. In the music room, there are like five pianos. So. Then we had a school band, and Nairobi school school band was the best, I think. Aye, it was the best. In our time, we used to win the nationals, like all the time. Really, it, I think it was. It, it is only rivaled by the police band. It was that good because even ours was very good. So if yours was that good, I can only imagine how good that one was. Also, hmm. so good that when some schools have their their like prize giving days. Mm-hmm. They will invite our band to go and play for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Kenya High. Tell the Ken- Bom- Bomerians we used to go and play. Our school band used to go and play the, in their events, school ceremonies. Uh-huh. So, so the, then the band, and also the for me, the prefect system also fascinated me. How so? Like how organized it was. How devolved mm-hmm. devolved it was, and also how powerful it was. Mm-hmm. And then the, finally, it was, uh, and also you know we were forced to cram the names of all all prefects. All, all. So, so uh, you'll be you'll be, and you know we, we had cramped names, and you don't even know those people. Yeah. So you, you could be as part of induction. <laughs> and it was more important during induction to know the names of prefects and not teachers. Can you imagine? Uh, uh-huh. 
So as part of induction, mm-hmm. as, you, as you had things called school fathers, uh-huh. so all Form 1s were assigned to Form 2. Every Form 1 was assigned to one Form 2 to be their school father. So it was the duty of the school father to teach you, to induct you, everything. Yeah. So if you are found in mistake, your school father is punished during the first month. Mm-hmm. And not you. If you didn't brush your shoes, it's your school father. If, if you didn't tie your tie well, it's the school father. So the school father will teach, will write to you the names of all prefects. So that would mean also the school fathers had a task to go and collect the names of these prefects and come and write them for you. And you, you will find us rehearsing the names because a random prefect will stop you and ask you whether you know the school, the house captain or the head of house. In every school, you don't use the name captain. So the head of house of this house, of Baringo house, for example. Mm-hmm. And you have to say it. The two names. Is called really? Eh, that was intense. Uh-huh. So you would, you would memorize the name of the, the house captain and all the prefects in that house. But you mm-hmm. see, they, they, there's nothing else you're running the first week. There's no yeah. biology. No biology you're learning. Yeah. So, for me, it fascinated me. I was wondering how 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 special are these fellows that we have to know their names. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and also, how they treated themselves, especially the captains, the heads of houses and the heads of schools. They 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 didn't talk to us at all. Mm-hmm. They only addressed us uh, in the assembly and told us uh, we will expect this and this. On the streets, nothing. They don't speak to you. Mm-hmm. You're, just a, you're just a form one. It was interesting. So for me, uh, I was really fascinated uh, with, the, with, with, the, with being a national school. The other thing that made me happy was getting to know all these people from different uh, parts of the country. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can ever get such an experience uh, in any other school unless you go to university. And sometimes uh, even even some universities may deny you that if you go to a village university. Yeah. Yeah. And I also the, think even with university, uh, because in high school we were all enclosed so mm. you have to interact with each other in university after class, everyone mm. has the liberty to go their way. So you don't have that experience as much as in high school. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you'll be forced to to be in the same house with someone from Western, someone from Ukambani. So I love that. I love that because uh I think I've always been more of a nationalist than a tribalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was so happy. I was so happy to, to meet people from all these other parts of the country, including people from Ukambani who are not from Kitui. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... F- f- uh, and then it was, the other thing was Sheng that made me love Patch. Uh-huh. You see this sheng you hear in uh, Gengeton? Yeah. What? I think all this sheng was in patch. 
Okay. Mm. Unless Sonia is so recent, but Pachu was like the home, the home of Sheng. Plus, we didn't speak English uh-huh. in school. We just spoke Sheng. I think it mm-hmm. it speaks to our bad performance in English. <laughs> there was a time Nairobi school had two A's in English out of how many students out of uh, more than 250 mm, uh-huh. two A's two, two plain A's I remember and you knew where the problem was okay that that could be one of the problems. I don't think that it was the only problem. Maybe you could mm. say the because we when we changed the set book you were doing, uh, things changed. But but still, we were we used to speak Sheng like crazy. It's only prefects that used to to speak English because mm-hmm. they 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 in authority and they they want to to sound. Uh, they're they they're there and you guys uh, are, are below here so it's perfect when they want to to exercise their power that but uh when ah uh, when they're talking with you as a friend like a friend ah sheng the room school was nyonginyo we used to call work gange punishment in kunesh uh, kunesh punishment from from punish the last part nesh oh hey, ah, in our uh, school nesh meant another thing but uh-huh. uh huh eh uh, homos were called gofa <laughs> magofa uh-huh. uh, yeah from fagot i think so it's backward mm-hmm, gofa mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so Patch had a lot of actually Patch Patch had a lot of sharing from English words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I knew this is where I wanted to be. Uh, then you know I had not been to a boarding school before. This was my first time in a boarding school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had had horror stories of food in boarding schools, but mm. uh, the food I found in Patch was awesome. Mm-hmm. The quantities were enough. I think people who used to go for a second round, uh, what did you had to be to have a a very high appetite, or maybe you have worms. Mm-hmm. Because the, the 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 quantities was was enough. The the quality was good in my view, especially when you were in form one when you were joining. Mm-hmm. So, but then. For a teenager, uh, and also having had horror stories about boarding school food, I think that was good food. Mm-hmm. So I was I was afraid of uh, leaving Nairobi school to go to another school to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we didn't take porridge. I hear people take porridge in school. Hey, do you hear? Hey, <laughs> must be nice. We but didn't take porridge. As we we used to take we used to take tea and bread. As we used to take tea, porridge and bread. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So, 
for me, I love the food. I love the food. Uh, we only took Gideri twice a week. In an entire mm-hmm. week, all those meals, it was twice. On mm-hmm. Friday, on Tuesday and Friday. Uh-huh. And on Friday, and then on Friday they will give us, no, on both days they will give us bananas to entice, to entice us to eat the Gideri. Mm-hmm. Then Pach had a lot of freedom as well. Uh, we were allowed to come with snacks. Even a full box. Mm-hmm. There, there are people who came from very rich families who used to, to have two boxes. One with clothes and another one mm-hmm. with food stuff. Mm-hmm. Literally. Two boxes. So you could carry as much food as you wanted? Yes, Patch was, uh, it was allowed. Uh-huh. Then when I joined Patch, uh, b- before some principal from Capsabet came, who I respect, uh, anyway, bef- before he came, we used to keep long hair. As long as it's neat, as long as it's uh, always combed and neat, you are allowed to keep uh, as long as you want. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, especially the well, the people in Form 4 had very long hair, very well-kept afros. Uh, I was even shocked that this is this is school. Uh-huh. So there was a, quite some bit of freedom in patch. Uh, and so, even with that, I want uh, you to know at least delve a bit into the ethos, because you've said that um, it had a very rich history, and now mm. definitely there are some of those things that probably the founding fathers wanted to pass down to you guys to make you, I know all these national schools always tell us, wanted to make you, turn you from boys into men, mm. right? And yes. uh, I had a guest who came to from Starehe talking about how them, they had an if poem, they had some of the ethos that made Starehe, Starehe. So what are some of these ethos that the boys or some perhaps the prefects wanted to impart on the boys and the traditions wanted to impart on the boys that made you guys different from any other school. Okay. Uh, one was seniority. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything in Nairobi school was about seniority. Uh, uh, ranging from classes, definitely uh, but form ones were in their own corner, the form one block. They had their own block, which was far away from the form two block. They were not joined to each other in any way. Then mm-hmm. the f- form three block, the, the form three and the form four block was called the senior block. It was located in the same place, but uh, the form threes were in the ground floor. And the form fours were in the f- first floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, no form one was allowed to step in form two, form three, or form four. Mm-hmm. And uh, true story, I never stepped in form three and four until I got to form three and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I once stepped into form two, and I learned it. The, I learned the hard way. You were beaten. Yes, my my my, my <laughs> sweater my sweater fell. Uh huh. On the form two side. Mm-hmm. So I went to pick it. It was actually on closing day. 
nilisambwa kusambwa ni i was uh, tackled uh, you know in rugby Nairobi school is a rugby school so the the there's how you are tackled in rugby mhm someone just came and speared me mhm mm. and everyone and then those from two they it's like they applauded him so from, i was really humiliated i i went to report to the prefect the, the prefect punished me ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, job you're lying I was punished. I was told, "What are you doing in the form two block? You're in form one." It and it's, it's in, and it's, it's in, and it it is in first term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I now went to the head of school. Mm-hmm. Imagine he listened to me call that form two and punished him. Uh, I don't know why he uh, he did it. If I was him, I would just have uh, punished you again. No. I would have told the form to not not to, to do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, to appear fair. Anyway, yeah. so the very first time when I was in form three, the very first time I stepped on the form four block was when I got to form four. It was up to Juyetu. Mm-hmm. So from the classes. So when you're in form one, you can only imagine how the form four block looks. Yeah. And not even the school captain can take you there. Really? Yes, not even him. He can't, not even a teacher. You see, no teacher uh-huh. could dare send you to form two. Until you are, you are, you are a form one. Go and call, me, go, call someone for me in form two or go and take this book to a teacher in form two. Mm. That, the teacher knew. If they want to do something, they would rather go themselves and send a form one there. Because the form one will be punished later when that teacher mm. is not there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he'll be harassed later. So... <laughs> Damn, uh-huh. So... I think, but for me, I think it's it was almost close to racism or uh, segregation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was borrowed from there. I don't know. So that was one. Uh, it was. I've told it was everywhere. We had paths for from ones, paths for from twos, paths for from threes, like that. Uh huh. So the longest path to anywhere was reserved for the form ones and twos. And the shortest <laughs> the shortest was reserved for form form three and fours. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had a outside the principal's office. Only prefects were allowed to pass behind the principal's office. Mm-hmm. So prefects will pass there only the prefects will pass there during daytime, but at night only from force will pass there because the principal was not in his office. Mm-hmm. So only from force will pass there. Even even from three school not pass there because it was a shorter route. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one was that we had a seniority was really respected. Two. So up to now, I respect my seniors. 
up to now. Though I think for me, maybe it also sometimes can become a challenge in that you're not free around people who are older than you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You fear them. It, mm. it, or you're just uncomfortable. It becomes more than just respect. It becomes a discomfort. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, my bosses are not so old. They're like six years older than me. My bosses. But, but you you find I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. One, I respect them. They are my seniors. I can't just joke around them. Though they are young, mm-hmm. they are young, uh, but I still... There's a barrier. Feel... Yes, there's a barrier. I... Mm. There's a barrier. They are, they are older than me. Then I don't and... understand when mm-hmm. people who are younger than me don't know, don't understand that. I can see how. Yeah, like, you, you don't understand I'm not your age mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... It... So... With that, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing or is it a double-edged sword? Where, or what is the? In fact, what is the right balance with respect and actually, you know, like me coming to job and saying, job, like we can, like, can we do a podcast recording? And then there's one other side where I can revere John and be like, hey, John is too is my elder, so let me not be too friendly with him. So, for you, what do you think is the right balance or it's a yeah, I think it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it calls for for boundaries. One, mm-hmm. always knowing that after coming in one year, someone I'm in one year, there's um, boundaries you should not really cross. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, we can't go somewhere with you, and you keep me waiting. As you're talking to your girlfriend, and you are mm-hmm. my, you are way my junior. Mm-hmm. So I am waiting. We are doing something um, with you. You've told me wait here. I go talk to my girlfriend. That will be uh, like a little bit disrespectful. Uh huh. You see, uh, so you just got to learn boundaries and uh, know uh, some jokes uh, you can't crack with this guy uh, mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean you, you keep calling that person sir, sir uh, but you, there are some jokes you, you, got, you, can, you should steer away from crack with your age mates there, there are some things you don't do or uh, do to them so I think it calls for common sense to know boundaries uh, the the same way you would respect your uncle, you respect someone who's not your uncle but is older than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same. To some extent, you, you it should come with common sense and know that uh, you you should respect your seniors. Also, it it taught me how to to be patient, knowing that your time will come. Mm-hmm. So if. Uh, You, especially in the legal profession, you refer to people as your seniors. Mm-hmm. There, has, 
lately there has been a lot of rebellion towards by young lawyers against uh, senior lawyers mm-hmm. uh, but but this this young lawyers don't know one day they'll be, they'll also become senior lawyers in this country mm-hmm. and they will if they keep up with this they'll also face the same rebellion yeah and they'll be saying this younger generation yet when they were young they disrespected their seniors so it calls for yeah for patience knowing that your time will also come mhm yes so that, that that was me uh, so i think seniority so there's a balance we also n- need not fear Nairobi school instilled a lot of fear especially in form 1 Mhm. Uh, such that when I met my school captain when I was in form 1, the, the person who was the school captain then, we later met in university, though he was almost finishing. Mhm. But at least I we shared one semester with him before he left. He I I still treated him like that school captain I found in form 1. Mm-hmm. with so much respect and reverence and you could see he was trying to get close like he was trying to he was happy to meet a pacherian but you could see you still you still uh, revere him you, you even go to his room with so much you know the way you yeah. go to a school, school, school captain's room you don't you're even uncomfortable making stories with him uh so for me i think uh you also need to steer to to stop being uh, afraid of our seniors mm-hmm. because if you're afraid it will even inhibit uh, mentorship and networking uh-huh. and what is another ethos that now the school try to instill as well with the systems in place Okay, so there was that, uh, which was for me the biggest. That the other one, mm-hmm. the other one was uh, not when I was join. I when I joined Nairobi School, Nairobi School was a school of fun. Mm-hmm. You, I could say it was an ethos. Uh, it was it's it's a value that they instilled in us in all Jack and. No play makes him a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So Patch was Patch was the school. If anyone wanted to enjoy his high school, I think for me I enjoyed high school more than campus. Mm-hmm. How? Because every weekend there was a an outing. Every weekend, literally every weekend, there had to be a funky in Patch or outside Patch. Yeah. Uh, so this our clubs were very active. Jonah, wildlife, envi- environment. Jonah, Jonah is journalism, uh, and the principal they readily approved these outings mm-hmm. and games. Uh, our rugby, we I think we signed in for all tournaments. There's Prescott. This black, uh, black what the one that is hosted by Strathmore, ah, by mm-hmm. Saint Mary's. 
Uh, I Lux. Lux. Yes, Fladis, Prescott, uh, Mangu Opens, Bush. We, we, we went for all those tournaments. Yeah. We, so for us, as long as we could qualify, we registered and participated. Oh. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we had, because Patch is a big school in terms of infrastructure, many events, they, they really liked them being hosted in Patch. Mm-hmm. So journalism day, drama festival, or music festivals, and all those things. We would really host these things. And so for us, Saturdays were vibing day. Yeah. We really, I, I think for me, I really interacted with girls in high school. Mm-hmm. Even when you were the deputy school captain? I'm a Hi. Uh, yeah. For me, as mm-hmm. soon as Form 1, as, as, far, as early as Form 1, as late as Form 4, it was just girls. It was fun. It was fun for me. So, it was not all about school and reading. Like, I I see, mm-hmm. I hear about some some provincial schools uh, in the village where uh, because they are competing with national schools. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it, they, it taught me about uh, balancing life. Yeah. Uh, balancing life. And uh, it's good for mental health out here. Yeah. So out here you need to find a hobby. You you need to utilize your weekends to rest and socialize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I, I I ensure every weekend I'm I'm not in the house. I am out at least if it's not Sunday on if it's not Saturday then on Sunday, I I go out. Okay, not clubbing. I go out. I take my girlfriend out. <laughs> <laughs> like I go I go out. So and when I have money. When I get even more money, I'll I'll be trying to get out of out of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, to unwind. Patch taught me uh, how to to unwind. Whether we will be so serious on on weekdays, uh, and then unwind during the weekends. And uh, now the new principal who I say who I mentioned who came from Capsabet boys. He was called Tirop. Tirop uh, taught us two things. So, one was hard work. Tirop is the one and... who changed who changed the fortunes of Nairobi School academically. Mm-hmm. So, when I had come, what made me come to Patch was because Patch was number six nationally in two or seven. And that's the the best we've ever been, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Be... <laughs> after colonialism, after col- after after independence, I don't think we've ever been above that. I don't think. Okay, unless someone has records. Uh, uh, but as as far as I know, it is the mm-hmm. best Nairobi school has ever been. Number six, and which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big thing for our population, especially. 
we are so many and being when you are a lot uh, your mean score is affected yeah yeah so uh, our, our academics had become had begun dwindling uh, because we were just about fun so when he came he 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 introduced so many programs to keep us reading and i tell you we really read we, on people say that people still exams in national schools but i refuse people in national schools work hard yeah hey he he brought the after preps coffee so that anyone who wanted to read uh, could read after preps he said uh, that uh, transniting was allowed he introduced uh, targets every year will be given targets that he wanted the schools to achieve and he began taking teachers for trips if the school passed so teachers uh, i remember teachers were taken to dubai there was a time they were taken to egypt uh, to motivate them and so that pressure now was put on students to work hard and we really worked uh, we i remember when we were in form 4 we did um, sciences practicals every week until the time we did from january until the time we did our kcse mhm on tuesdays was chemical practicals in the labs wednesday was biology and thursday was physics mhm tirop uh, forced us to take all sciences so mm-hmm. in our class in our class and i think until now i don't know uh, the three sciences were compulsory in aerobics mhm he says he said sciences were men's for men ladies can drop sciences if they want but not in aerobics school <laughs> uh-huh yes uh, the, the, the other thing Tirop taught us was so apart from hard work so hard work for me eh uh, was instilled way back in patch and every saturday evening we did a maths paper from 3 and 4s and uh physics paper actually the whole school every saturday and every sunday i don't know where the school mm-hmm. got the resource i don't know where the, the school got the resources but they were there we did a paper and after doing the paper it will be revised that week by the teacher mm and true to true to to tirop those efforts uh, bore fruit we we came back to the national picture again uh-huh and tirop when he was doing this he was empowering the teams the football and <coughs> and rugby teams and sports teams he didn't do this at the expense of the fun we were having So I remember he he even changed the diet for the rugby team he for the okay for every, everyone who was in sports they were eating a special diet yeah uh, they would be taken for 
for training retreats. The time sport, the sports hey. team will, yeah, the, will go to train in Gong Hills. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember there were other places they went to train outside school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for him, he knew the Nairobi school he had found, he had found was a fun-loving school. So he knew if he took that away, there would be like a, a reaction from students. Yeah. You know, for us, our rugby matches used to be watched by the entire school. Every rugby match? Compulsory? No, no one wants to miss. Mm-hmm. Like the entire school was there. Now you can imagine how the opponents would feel. Very intimidated. Very intimidated. Yeah. The entire the entire school is cheering. Mm. And we rarely lost home home matches. That's how much we loved rugby. The nights before rugby games, we would sing the entire almost the entire night to psych up our rugby team. Really? That's yes. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how much we loved uh, sports, especially rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so hard work. The, the, the other thing was, apart from hard work, it was democracy. There was an element of democracy in Nairobi school. Though, of course, the prefect system is uh, dictatorial. But there is an element of involving students in decision-making. Mm. especially with Tirop. So with Tirop, we were voting for our prefects. When I came, there was a prefect used to be imposed on students by teachers. But uh, in our time, students would vote for their prefect. As long as the prefect was uh, approved by the school to run for the office, Student, students, the students' voice will be respected because even the counting, they will have an agent to the 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 candidates will have agents to observe. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, the 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 school would also listen to people who are not prefects. So, for example, our entertainment. So when Tirop came, Tirop and Devolved entertainment. We didn't have a central uh-huh. entertain- entertainment in parts. I think that was like it was like the only school that had such a thing. How so? Every, every house as the entertainment captain. Uh-huh. Every house, every house in Nairobi school had a TV, and hey. a DS, a TV, and a DVD player. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then that that was definitely on you guys. Uh-huh. Yes. So there was. Because what happened when Tirop came, the, it was centralized entertainment. So we will squeeze each other in the hall. There will be a lot of scrambling, fights in the hall. So to mm-hmm. to Tirop uh, was like the cost of buying new TVs can't be that much. Mm-hmm. And we used to hire some cinema guys every weekend. So, you know, that's so that that made it too expensive to hire someone uh-huh. to, 
to to come with his speakers and a projector to project movies for the school. Mm-hmm. So entertainment was like a movie, mo- like a movie theater. <laughs> Uh-huh. It was expensive. It became expensive for the school, so Tirop bought screens for every house. And uh, the the DSTV and the DVD players. Uh-huh. So every house was to organize itself to pay to pay for for the channels. So mm-hmm. the point I was saying is that the people in charge of entertainment in the houses were not prefects. They were civilians. Mm-hmm. So uh Tirop tried also had people we had people called the uh, subject promoters. So in every class they would take someone who is willing to to be in charge of the sub of of a, of a subject in that class, so you have mm. to be good in that subject, like mathematics. You are the subject promoter of mathematics in that class. Mm-hmm. So that means you will be involved in decisions about uh, the paper the papers we do. If we need more textbooks for mathematics, it's not the class prefects. It it is you, mm. and you can. You can even go directly and see Tirop himself mm-hmm. and tell him about the need for that subject in, in your class. So beyond prefects, also there were other civilian, civilians who were who listened to. Yeah. The rugby captain in our school was like a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Was never a prefect. I, 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 I hardly remember a rugby captain being a prefect, but a rugby captain was like a prefect. The influence they had was a lot. Yes, because rugby was the, rugby was the game. That guy was a celeb. Mm. Okay, all rugby players are celebs in, in Patch. Mm-hmm. But the rugby captain was like the epitome. So the rugby uh-huh. captain was, was really consulted on matter sports. Mm-hmm. And so for it was, us, it was a very coveted position. Very, yeah, very coveted. And uh, you had to maintain some grade for you to be selected as a rugby captain. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was not uh, rare. It wasn't rare to see a rugby captain being in top 10. Eh? Academically. It wasn't rare. Then how come they didn't make it to become a prefect? The, because, you know, rugby is also about... There's some element of being rebellious. So actually, oh, rugby... Uh-huh. The rugby people are like the opposition to the prefect. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They were like... The, they were the opposition. Those sometimes you will find prefects in the in the team. So but they were try to they were the de facto opposition mm. because they were very influential. Mm-hmm. One of the way of cutting them to size was that uh, 
when your performance was so low, you are kicked out of the team. Eh, that's new. Uh huh. So it was one of the ways to cut them to size. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, the rugby captain had a special club when receiving prizes. Uh, but and was really uh, listened to by the prefect mm-hmm. and, the, and by the teachers. So Tirop was brought a system of inclusivity. That's why I don't think uh, we could ban the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we could ban the school. Tirop would ask, what do you guys want? So even these principles why we've been hearing case of, of schools being banned, you'll never hear Nairobi school burnt down. Unless it happens mm-hmm. now. Yes. Because, you know, even before when Tirop devolved the entertainment, he asked. There are some things uh, he tried removing without consulting. Uh, I think for me it was only the, the hair. He when he came he removed the uh, the afro. He said students cannot mm-hmm. be keeping afro. He received uh, there uh, there was no opposition. I don't know why, but uh, some of us were not so happy with that. But uh, there were also things he tried removing and he faced so much opposition, and until he allowed them to continue. Because people are saying this is tradition, this is school tradition. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you can't remove it. So though he was a person of the, of democracy, when he attempted to to do some things without consulting or involving students, uh, he also faced uh, opposition. Like we had a culture of uh, he had very funny cultures. He had a, a culture called Crazy Friday. Where what would happen? It was during as we we, we had a flag raising ceremony in Nairobi School mm-hmm. on on Fridays. It was only flag raising. The entire school would assemble at the school auditorium, and the scouts would march and and uh, hoist the flag. We sing the national anthem led by the band, and we go to class. No speech, nothing on Fridays. So, once a year, we will do crazy stuff uh, on Crazy Friday. It was basically clownery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, someone will run naked. No, not naked. Almost uh, uh? half naked uh, across the quad. Like, just clowning. Uh, mm-hmm. Where... where Wear a ragged uh, trench coat. It was like mm-hmm. Halloween. <laughs> it was actually like Halloween. Mm-hmm. But but now, teachers will be assembled. It is not official. It was not official, but it will still happen. Even prefects yeah. will not prefects will not prevent it, and they won't punish anyone doing it. Mm. Yeah. So it was like Halloween, like people would wear some car costumes and run run around there. So some pre, pre, it, 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 it usually act the, 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 
the teachers because teachers you thought it was disrespectful but people were like this is tradition it has always been done every year mm-hmm. so tirop so one day tirop uh, after trying uh, severely to to stop it he said uh, why don't you just come and we make it official we just know mm-hmm. that this this coming friday will be crazy friday and uh it's part of the ceremony Mm. so he, he realized he could not stop it people are were people are willing to risk uh, being expelled or suspended really participating in it yeah mhm it was our version of uh, so uh, he 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 resigned and said why he resigned to the fate that it it wasn't going anywhere students wanted it then why don't we just uh, make it official but people like it when it's illegal it's more fun yeah. it's more yeah. fun when it's illegal because uh, it's official now it's it loses the thrill uh, mm-hmm. there, there was also we, we also had a pool sunday so we had a pool in school so the on sundays on a random sunday in second term uh form force will jump into the pool with their clothes on mm-hmm. like they with their uniform on so it was illegal so they will jump over the fence go to the pool you know i think swimming pools are fenced uh, because it's a regulation or something mm yeah there so they will jump over the sc- the swimming pool fence into the swimming pool area and people will just go there and spend the sunday as if it's a beach but what made it f- interesting people would go there with their uniform and jump into the water and swim illegally without the swimming pool attendant mhm which was dangerous because someone could easily drown when the swimming pool attendant mm-hmm. is not is not there but it was done every year every single year people once assigned, it was only one day and it was a random day it was not planned so tirop also wanted to to punish people for it but uh, he also asked people why don't we make it official as well why don't you just inform us uh, when it is so you can see he really wanted to in, to to negotiate with students mm, that's a very good leader about it yes because especially that a lot of principals would be in that position would want to be very authoritarian but with boys schools and that's why i think again there's also this issue of banning schools because if there's dialogue between the administration and the students then there's no point of conflict clearly mm. as you've said mm. yes So and there was uh-huh. I just saying that even with what you've been saying I've been realizing how as much as a lot of um national schools we feign and have our own rivalries we're actually very similar than we are uh different because I was thinking about the way you explained how your rugby team like it was the the, the rugby 
people are the most respected that has the most influence think about it even back in bush that was the same case mm. like if we had a major match okay for us our i don't think we were as patriotic as you guys to the rugby but if we had a major match like with a school like nairobi school for mm. sure would all all of us would turn up to the school field and make noise and yeah. probably then i remember we chased was it mango we mm. chased when we won we chased them from our field to their bus you know Uh, and you, you just uh-huh uh-huh go ahead you are you want a tournament the finals how, I it was a match in school i don't it was a match in school a match in school ah okay but i think it was they were qualifying to go to nationals was it regionals or something or national yeah. i'm not sure yeah yeah ah okay so yeah, i was so... talking about uh-huh uh-huh no go ahead Yes yeah, so, uh, I didn't know about rugby in uh, alliance. Hey, even us we are big on rugby. Like rugby was uh, the one sport that guys used to go to. Ironically, football is one sport that in form one everyone wanted to join and the sport that every boy wants to be in, but it's the one that never used to go the farthest. But uh, rugby used to go, we used to go far, we even used to play with international schools, we used to play with RVA. Uh, oh yeah, I remember uh, RVA. Really? Even you guys? <laughs> yeah, I used to participate in Prescott. Mhm. And uh that that St. Mary's tournament I've said. Mhm. Yes, I remember Rivia. We 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 played with Rivia a couple of times, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. And even now I want you to again now even as we almost wind up, I want you to talk about now even now you as a prefect. I think even talking about your prefecture system i'm seeing how i like it was to probably hours where the prefect was very authoritarian i keep on telling guys that for me i think the rule book at least for the induction for the prefect was probably the 48 laws of power because mm. they um followed those things to the t where really follow those things to the t because even at the beginning of that book there are very many caveats but um for the prefect they used to follow the thing about uh like let not your presence be, be let you shouldn't be seen too often your presence should be you know all of that don't talk to people below you don't be too familiar and when you said that i was thinking about even us i remember in form 1 our deputy captain used to tell us okay obviously apart from of course not talking to him and everything you had to stay a one okay it was metaphoric but also kind of real why you need to say to stay a 100 meter radius away from him So in short the DSC shouldn't see you as a form one. So if you see the DSC coming your direction there's a way you're supposed to evaporate and yeah. give him that respect and his gist and what not. So for you with that you said that um prefect system really intrigued you. So you becoming the deputy captain in your school definitely now I'm sure it was a very big thing. What are some of the things that um made your prefect system was it efficient do you think it was too extreme? and what made it as good if you think it was a good rain for you during your time uh, uh when i joined nairobi school i think our prefecture system was uh, it was selected not not elected mm-hmm. so it was for those who are in good books with the teachers not uh, with students per se 
and so it made prefects demigods. Yeah. But it gave prefects too much, uh, two things, power and privilege. Mm-hmm. Power over students. And then they enjoyed so many privileges, like they would, they would take an, a whole loaf of bread. I'm talking about those big loaves. They used to buy those big loaves so that they can yeah. divide it, divide it for people. So they will take a whole loaf of, you know, that, that, that was a big thing there back then. If, yeah. And with that, he can entertain his friends. Uh, prefects, prefects used to wear clothes that were not school uniform. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Especially for us, uh, the gray trouser, someone will now get a gray trouser that is not school uniform which is uh, perhaps a gray suit and come yeah. uh, and come with it to school uh, mm-hmm. and a blue blazer which is not necessarily the school uniform blazer uh-huh. so when I, when I joined patch that's how prefects used to dress especially the, the the senior prefects they they look like teachers so someone is dressed in a blue blazer and a Gray trouser, which is not school uniform, they just looked for the Nairobi school badge and placed it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gave them so much power and uh, to break not power, power to break school rules to be above the law. Law, yeah, so that is a uh, but everyone would want that. It's tempting, it's alluring to think mm-hmm. that you, you are above the law. Because it it also means that you can physically abuse someone, and no one will report you anywhere, mm-hmm. and it will happen. Prefects will abuse uh, their power sometimes. Mm, I think that's very crazy. I think all these things, even we see in government, at least for some of the guests I've interviewed from all these schools, is that that's the common story where we always think that the abuse of power starts when guys get into these high positions. But all these things started when we were young. I think the listeners should ponder on that and even give us the feedback. And Job, I think we need to do a part two because there's so much you need to tell us about this prefecture system that was so coveted in high school. Yet, in hindsight, some of the things that used to happen that prefects used to do weren't the best, how they used to treat their fellows out here. And even we need to do a recall of how these prefects fare on outside here, how when they meet now their students, their fellow students outside, when there's no tie to differentiate, when there's no such power to lord over the age mates, how is it that they fare on even socially? Are they now social misfits? Or do they act like this never happened? Because even my last episode, we talked about bullying. And obviously, with bullying a lot of the prefects are termed as bullied. So, yeah, the listeners should tweet at us at the Bushiran pod on Twitter, follow us at the good, the bad, and the Bushiran on Instagram, and tell us what are their thoughts on all these things. But I love how you even brought out that you had a very democratic principal who listened to you guys. I think, even as we said earlier in the podcast, that with this school's bunny and everything, they need, teenagers need to be listened to, they need to be heard, because they're young adolescents. 
sometimes definitely not having functions as we talked about how these schools try to build you to be an all-rounded person so definitely if you're just in school for academics no funkies no seeing people the fairer gender or whatnot it's i i guess for them it's very can be very mentally taxing catch you guys on the socials have a lovely week ahead folks and cheers